week two of our series, uh, Holy Spirit. And if you are just joining us for the first time today, I'm going to do a brief recap of what we talked about last week, and then we'll get into a couple verses. I'm going to try to go through it super quick, uh, and then we're just going to worship again at the end. Did you guys like that last week where we just took time to worship and, 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 and to allow us to just reminisce on what God was speaking to us during the message? And so we're going to do that again this morning, but if you didn't join us last week, basically, we looked at the passage where Jesus was hanging out with his disciples. It was his final moments. He was at a dinner party with them. He knew his time was up, and he said to his disciples, he was one of those friends that said, uh, that just ruined the vibe at, at the dinner party. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm about to leave here. My time has, is about to come. And the disciples, they were like, oh, no, no, this is so sad. But Jesus said, he said, but don't worry because uh, when I go there, I'm going to ask the Father to send another, uh, another helper, another advocate. The Greek word we learned was parakletos, which literally means to come alongside. And Jesus said, I'm going to send someone to come alongside of you. Fast forward to John chapter 16. Uh, Jesus said, it's better that I go because if I don't go, uh, if I, it's, he said, it's to your advantage that I go because if I don't, then I can't send uh, the Holy Spirit, the helper, to come alongside of you. And so from that point on and until what we're going to read in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus has now died. He's now resurrected. He spent 40 days popping in and out of different places, letting people know that he's alive. And he's about to ascend into heaven. And this is what we're going to read in, in, in uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. This is the final words of Jesus before he like, bloop, 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 uh, away, right? So uh, I'm glad you appreciate the sound effects. Uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, Jesus says this, but you will receive power. Oh, I love that. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witness, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. To the ends of the earth. And so uh, once he said that, he's like, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes to be my witness. And then he just, he, he's gone. And for 10 days, the, the apostles, the disciples were like, what do we do now? What does that mean? And then we get to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Uh, they're assembling together in Jerusalem. And it says this, and then we're going to pray. On the day of Pentecost... All the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Verse 3, then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. This morning, for all you note takers, I want to talk to you for the next hopefully 20 minutes from the subject power for the people. Power for the people. Power for the people. Again, last week I said a dead church, a quiet church is a dead church. And so you, you, if there's something that, that resonates with you that I say, you can say amen. You can say preach, preacher. If it's something that super resonates with you, you can get that little lean back, that, ah, you know. Um, 
choose your own adventure here at Discovery. Um, but I'm going to pray, and then we're going to jump in. So, Father, we thank you for today. God, we thank you for uh, just this amazing time of worship that we have already, God. We thank you for what you're going to do as, as we just read your word, as we dive into your word, as we dive into the Holy Spirit, who he is. And, and we just thank you for that, God. We ask that we would leave here changed. We would leave here better, not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. God, we love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. So the other day I was at Target. This is not in my notes. I just thought of this right now. But uh, I was at Target, and I was buying wine. I was making some spaghetti sauce. Chill out, everybody. And, um, and the, ladies, like, the lady at the store was like, can I see some ID? And I was like, oh, thank you. You know, it's weird. Like, when you're young, you're like, hey, don't card me. But, uh, but when you get older, you're like, you're begging them, please check my ID. And, and uh, she, she, uh, uh, she was like, you know, I had to ask you because I, I thought you were 24. And I was like, girl, come to church. <laughs> you're my favorite person. Um, but that had nothing to do with my message. I just wanted to let you know that, that, uh, <laughs> that some people think, yeah. Anyways, anyways, focus jump. Because we want to do some worship at the end. So, um, so, so I love origin stories. You guys love origin stories of like how things began? Like I love origin stories and um, I love my origin story with my wife. And my kids are now at the age where they're asking about their origin story. I, I think they meant mom and dad's origin story. Because when I begin to tell them one day when a daddy loves a mommy, they're like, hey, stop. <laughs> so... So I think really what they meant is that they love uh, mommy and daddy's origin story. And I love my origin story with my wife as well because it's a, it's a story of, per, uh, of perseverance. It's a story of a young, a godly, good-looking man that, shut up, uh, who, um, who, who, who pursued this girl that never gave him the time of day, not for one year, not for two years, not for three years, but for four years he pursued her, and she just ignored him. <laughs> and, uh, but, but I love this story because in this story, uh, what, what I've discovered is that perseverance wins out. I love, I love the fact that for four years, she didn't want anything to do with me because I was a Christian. She thought Christians were nerds. And, uh, and, and so four years go by. We're, we're in college now. We're, we're in our college group. And well, myself, her and my wife and a couple other people were fine dining at this place called Chili's and um, and we're sitting down. I'm sitting down right right at the head of the table and and, and uh, Vanessa, my wife, who wasn't my wife at the time, she she takes my phone. Granted, she just started talking to me and she took my phone. I didn't think anything of it. She gave it back to me later that night. I want to call someone, so I go into my contacts. And as I scroll through my contacts, God is my witness. As I scroll through my contacts, she put her phone number in my... In, I remember thinking, I remember thinking, man, this girl's so thirsty. But I was like, I'll be her Kool-Aid. Come on, somebody. An origin story, man. Like, and so from that point on, we have been together almost 20 years. And, and, and what I love, yeah. I mean, she has it easy, right? But we're not talking about that. But, um, and, and, and so, but I, I, love, I love origin stories because 
what they can do is like no matter what frame of mind you're in, like we could be in the middle of an argument and I could be upset, but I, all of a sudden if I just begin to think about our origin story of, of how we first met and how I was amazing for persevering through, through, through her uh, neglect, like, like I just get happy. And so no matter how I felt about her in that moment, once I think about our origin story, it changes my perspective instantly. And the reason why I'm sharing this about an origin story is because what we've read in Acts chapter 2 is the origin story of the church, but even more specifically, it's the origin story of the fulfillment of the Holy Spirit coming to earth. And, uh, and so this takes place uh, in uh, the festival of Pentecost. And so we're going to talk a little bit about this, but for some of you here this morning, because we have a, an eclectic group of people, some of you, when I said Pentecost, you, you kind of just, you shrink back a little bit because you associate Pentecost with Pentecostal. And, and some of you, you grew up and, and you heard people like, hey, Stay away from the Pentecostal people. <laughs> They're a bit crazy, right? And, and, so, and so for a lot of us, we, we, we look at this day of Pentecost, and, and, it, and it causes us to, to, to just like just to step back a little bit and to really think, man, is this for me? Is Pentecost for me? Is the Holy Spirit for me? And this morning, if you get nothing else, if you zone out from this point forward, what I want, which I hope not because that's a good 20 minutes, but, but what I want you to know is that Pentecost is for you. Pentecost is, is for me. That it's something that, that happened thousands of years ago, but it's also relevant to you and I today. In fact, in fact, I, I want us to, to kind of pull the veil from, from that, the scary P word, Pentecost. And, and really, it's made up of two Greek words. It's uh, one, penta, which means five, and then costa, which means times ten. And so really, Pentecost means 50. That's it. 50. We've been freaked out about a word that means 50. And so, so my, my heart this morning is that we, that we don't associate this with a group of people or some experiences that we may have had, but rather we associate it with the origin of where it comes from and what it's about. 50, 50, good old 50, good old 50. So Pentecost was one of, and listen, I'm just going to throw it right up out there. I am not a Jewish scholar, okay? So if I get this wrong, you can email me, okay? <laughs> but from, from what I understand, there, there are three main festivals. There's seven total, but there's three main festivals where, uh, where everyone who was a Jewish faith, they would come together in Jerusalem three times a year to celebrate three main festivals. And, and, and we're going to go through each festival, but what I want us to see about these, these festivals is, is really each festival represents the, the Israel's journey from captivity to the promised land. And so each year they would come together and they would reflect 
on their origin story. They would reflect on the faithfulness of who God is. Every year they would stop and remember the faithfulness of God. And I think that there's something about you and I in the crazy hecticness of life that we learn to stop and remember the faithfulness of God. Like you may not be where you want to be, but praise God, you're not where you should be. And so, like, we, there, there comes a time in our life where we just, as we journey through our faith, that we just stop and we remember, God, I thank you. God, I thank you for your faithfulness. God, I thank you for what you're doing in my life. God, even if it's small, God, I thank you. God, I thank you that, that I'm, whatever it is, just stopping and reflecting on the faithfulness of who God is. And so, so the, each festival, these three festivals, they, they, um, they, ref, they, they, um, they coincide with, a, with, with a, a certain particular aspect on the journey that, that uh, Israel w- went on. And, and so the first festival is this, the festival of Passover, the festival of Passover. And this was a time for Israel to stop and to remember God's faithfulness when the angel passed over certain homes. We read this in Exodus when, when uh, Moses called uh, God to free Israel from Egypt. I, do you guys remember that story? And, and God's like, uh, Pharaoh's like, no, I'm not going to listen. And God's like, okay, we can play the hard way. And there's ten plagues. The last plague, he sends an angel. And, and, and God told Moses to tell Israel, hey, you're going to get a lamb. Sorry if there's any PETA people in here. Uh, we're, you're going to sacrifice the lamb. You're going to get the blood, and you're going to put the lamb's blood on the door frame so that when the angel comes, he knows to pass over that home. And so, so, so the festival of Passover was a time for them to remember God's faithfulness to, to when he passed over the homes. And then 50 days after Passover, 50, remember, Pentecost, 50 days after the festival of Passover was the festival of Pentecost. And this, uh, this is a time for Israel to remember, uh, to remember when God gave Moses the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai. And so this is when, they, this is when they're remembering that, that God handed Moses this the, 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 this, this law, these tablets. And then, and then we have, so we have the, the, the festival of Passover, the festival of Pentecost, and then the festival of the tabernacle. And I promise you guys I'm getting somewhere, okay? I promise. Some of you are like, what is he talking about? Uh, the festival of tabernacle. And this was, was an opportunity for them to stop and remember the 40 years that they were mobile. Y'all, they were camping for like 40 years. That sounds horrible. That sounds like something I never would want to do. And it was a time for for them to stop and remember God's faithfulness of them being portable and then leading them into a permanent home, the promised land. And so each one of these festivals, uh, it it was a time for, uh, for them to celebrate and to remember God's faithfulness. For, for the Jewish people, but he, here's what I, I want us to, to rally around this morning, is that this is also a celebration for all believers. 
that these three festivals are, are, are a celebration for anyone who, who would identify as a Jesus follower, as, as a Christian. Because what we discover in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 17 is that Jesus came to fulfill the law, right? And so, so in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, uh, Jesus says this. He says, don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. And so that's basically our Old Testament. He said, no, I came to fulfill and accomplish their purpose. I came to fulfill and accomplish their purpose. So Jesus came to make these events relevant to you and to me. Jesus came to make these things relevant to those who believe in him. And I, and I want to show you how real quick, and then, uh, and then we're going to tie it all up, land this plane, and then we're going to just uh, allow God to work in our hearts. But Jesus came to make these events relevant to you and I. And so the first one, the festival of, of Passover, uh, the festival of Passover was fulfilled by Jesus the moment he died on the cross. Peter says that Jesus became the spotless lamb who would wash away the sins of the world. And so now all of a sudden, Jesus, like he fulfilled the festival of Passover uh, where the lamb was, was put on, on, on the doorframe so that, so that it could be passed over. Jesus, he died on the cross not to cover us up, but to remove sin from our lives. And so here, here is the festival of Passover. Uh, uh, Jesus fulfilled that. And then, and then we, we go over to, to the festival of Tabernacle. And, and, um, and, and this, is, this one Jesus has not yet fulfilled. This is the one where he's coming back for us. Scripture says that he's coming back for his church, his bride. And so, and so we, have, we have the festival of Passover. We have the festival of tabernacle. And for most of us in here, like we can rally around the idea that Jesus died for us. Most of us, like we're like, we believe like Jesus is coming back for his, his church, his bride. But then right here in the middle, we have the festival of Pentecost. And for a lot of us, going back to my statement at the very beginning, a lot of us, because what we have seen, because what we have heard, we're like, I, I, I believe Jesus died. I, I believe he's coming back, but I don't know about this center one. I don't know about this, this, this Pentecost festival of Pentecost. I don't know if this one is for me. But as I said earlier this morning, my hope and my goal is that you would understand that Pentecost is for you. Because it's, in, it's during this festival is when we read in Acts chapter 2 is when all the apostles were meeting, the followers of Jesus were meeting in the upper room and the Holy Spirit the, the, the promise of the Holy Spirit fell on these people. And I find it very interesting where Jesus placed this moment. He, if he wanted to, God could have had the Holy Spirit fall during the Passover. He could have had the Holy Spirit come and fall at the tabernacle. But, but God decided to send the Holy Spirit at the day of Pentecost, in between 
as if to say, in order for me to reach point A and to get point B, there's something in the middle that I am going to need in order to get me through this journey from here to here. As if to say, as if to say, there is something that you need in order to fulfill your purpose, your destiny, your journey. And it is right here, the, the festival of Pentecost, when God sent us the Holy Spirit. Pentecost is for you. And we can have the band come up, and as they come up, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to try to land this plane. I'm going to get a drink break real quick. Chill. And um, so we have these, these three festivals. And in the, the festival of Pentecost, what we have, what we have here is um, I have ADD. AD. What is it? Where you get distracted easily? So everyone's like, um, focus, John. Focus. So, okay, it's the Festival of Pentecost. Here it is. I got it. It just came to me right there. Festival of Pentecost. The disciples, the, the followers of Jesus, they, they were meeting in the upper room, okay? And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit fell. <laughs> And then scripture says that flames of flames begin to pop over their, their head. Okay. And, and we know that flames are uh, synonymous with the Holy Spirit. Fire is synonymous with the Holy Spirit. And so it was, it was, it was an opportunity for them to see, like, hey, the fulfillment of what of, of what Jesus was talking about is here. And then, and then I love this part because um, all of a sudden, they began to speak in different languages. Now, what I want you to know, this is not talking and referring to the gift of tongues, but this is talking about like Peter all of a sudden out of nowhere was like speaking Spanish. You know what I'm saying? And, and like he was, and, the, and, and John the apostle was like, what are you saying? And then all of a sudden, he started speaking Korean. You know, like, and, and so they were speaking in different languages. And we know that it was different languages because there were people on the outside that were like, he's speaking my native tongue. He's speaking whatever. And then so everyone's outside, right? Every, there, there's the people in the upper room, then there's people on the outside. And, and they hear these, these people speaking in other native languages. And one, somebody on the outside is like, this is a bunch of drunk people. What is happening? I don't understand it. And I wonder this morning if there are some of us here who we view the Holy Spirit as something for drunk people. Y'all are crazy. You're nuts. And, and so Peter, I love this. Peter, he, he somehow he hears what, what people are saying outside. And so he goes outside. And he says this. You can read it, Acts chapter 2. He says, hold on. These people aren't drunk. It's only 9 o'clock in the morning. He says that. I promise you. Look it up. Fact check. 
And, and he's like, it's only 9 o'clock in the morning. It's too early. He said, what you are witnessing is what the prophet Joel had prophesied in the Old Testament. Prophesied what he talked about in the Old Testament. Where he said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And then Peter, he's, he begins to tell them the story of Jesus. He begins to tell them the story of Jesus. He begins to say, this guy, Jesus, he loves you. He died for you. He loved you so much, he didn't stay dead. He rose. He ascended into heaven. He sent us his Holy Spirit because he loves you. This morning, I, I, I want to let you know he loves you. You are not here by accident. You, 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 you thought you were here because your wife drug you, dragged you here or drugged you, you know, whatever. <laughs> Some of y'all like woke up, you're like, where am I? That's illegal, by the way. Um, focus, John. <laughs> I heard you laugh. And, uh, and, and so some of you, you're like, you, you, someone brought you here. But I need you to understand that Jesus loves you. He loves you so much that he was willing to die on the cross for you. And so Peter, Peter, he's down there. He's talking to the people that thought everyone upstairs was drunk. And he's like, he's like they're not drunk. He, um, uh, they're, they're, this, this is what Joel talked about. He's telling them about Jesus, how Jesus loves them. He died for them. Uh, he resurrected for them. He, and he sent the Holy Spirit, okay? And then we get to Acts chapter 2 and verse 41. And this is powerful, everybody. In Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Scripture says at that moment, when Peter finished, 3,000 people were saved. So the very, yeah, thank, the very critics that were like, y'all are dumb, are the very people that encountered Jesus in that moment. And so he, here's what I want you to know this morning. To everyone here that has neglected the Holy Spirit, who has said, like, the Holy Spirit is not for me. Here's what I want you to know this morning. The Holy Spirit, the sign of the Holy Spirit isn't about signs, tambourines, tongues. It's not about, it's not about anything. It's not about, like, long skirts, no makeup. The sign of the Holy Spirit Spirit are not those things. The sign of the Holy Spirit is people discovering the love of Jesus. Now, those, those other gifts, they're, they'll come. We're going to talk about it either next week or the week after. Like the Holy Spirit has gifts for you, but, but the sign of the Holy Spirit being present is that people would experience and encounter the love of Jesus. It's not about some weirdness. It's not about some thing you saw Sister Sally do on the stage growing up. It's about people discovering Jesus. It's about people falling in love with Jesus and what he has done for you and for me. 
Friends, this morning, I want you to know the Holy Spirit is for you. The Holy Spirit is for you. 